Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Claudia, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. To find out more about Tortoise and how to become a member, just click on the link in this episode's description. Today, why a British museum is returning some of Africa's greatest treasures. Some of the things in Britain's museums are controversial for what they show, and others for what they represent. It's the result of the most appalling military atrocity that was perpetrated on the people. And the passage of 100 years does not heal that wound. Because some collections include things that were taken from other countries during the time of the British Empire. Items which some people, like Dr Errol Francis, think should be returned. So this is a whole movement of questioning the means by which these objects were acquired and displayed and the ideas behind it, the Enlightenment, the idea of the Encyclopedic Museum. That is colonial arrogance. He's the Artistic Director and Chief Executive of the arts and education charity Culture And, and he spoke to Tortoise earlier this year. For him, a lot of the objects on display in museums or sitting in basement vaults should be returned because they were stolen or acquired immorally. Others disagree. They think museums are there to conserve and display humanity's cultural treasures, and it doesn't matter where in the world that museum is. But a recent decision by one institution is a victory for people like Dr Errol Francis. The British Museum's collection contains at least 8 million objects, and among those 8 million objects is the world's largest collection of Benin bronzes. Here's Giles Wittell, Tortoise's world affairs editor. So the Benin bronzes are a very large collection of, in a way what it says on the tin, bronze treasures commissioned by the Oba, or local leader, king, of the Kingdom of Benin, Created as early as the 16th century, the Benin Bronzes were commissioned to decorate the royal court in Benin, an ancient kingdom that's now part of southern Nigeria. Highly complex to make, they're regarded as one of Africa's greatest treasures. But in February 1897, they were looted. By a British military expedition, a punitive expedition sent to Benin under the command of Rear Admiral Harry Rawson. The palace was burned and their king was exiled. It was a very similar affair in terms of motivation and results to the looting of Magdala in Ethiopia in 1868. That led to the looting of sacred treasures, some of which now reside in the British Museum. The looting of Benin in 1897 on a trumped-up pretext of punishment for... Uh, the mistreatment of a previous imperial expedition up the river Niger to Benin was the looting of 10,000 bronze objects which have since been spread all over the world's museums. 
now spread around 165 museums and many private collections, Nigeria has been demanding the return of the Benin bronzes for decades. This process has been as old as the kingdom itself. And now, the Horniman Museum in southeast London has said it will transfer the ownership of 72 treasured artefacts, including its collection of Benin bronzes, to Nigeria. Eve Solomon, the chair of the museum trustees, said, The evidence is very clear that objects were acquired through force, and external consultation supported our view that it is both moral and appropriate to return their ownership to Nigeria. Once they're back in Nigeria, they'll be displayed with other returned objects and they will be housed in a new museum, the Edo Museum of West African History, opening in 2025. Because the Horniman Museum isn't the only institution that's planning to return its collection of Benin bronzes. Oxford and Cambridge universities recently agreed to return more than 200, and in July, Germany handed back two Benin bronzes looted by British soldiers. So why is the Horniman Museum's decision so significant? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In an interview last September, the then Culture Secretary Oliver Dowden told Channel 4 News that it was right that the Benin Bronzes remained in Britain. Well, I think that they properly reside in the British Museum. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't work uh, with the, the government in Nigeria uh, to see how we can um, share it with them. I think, though, the more important question is... Uh, how we ensure that the world can uh, enjoy this, this marvellous heritage. The British Museum lends items in its collection to other institutions around the world, including to that new Museum of West African History. That's because it's prevented from permanently returning its collection of Benin bronzes by the British Museum Act of 1963 and the National Heritage Act of 1983. The Horniman Museum isn't bound by those laws, but its decision is still significant. Here's Charles Wittell again. Why notably? Because the museum is partly funded by the government, by the Department for Culture, Media and Sport, and it's the first time a museum of this kind has acknowledged that it is holding on to stolen property and it's time to return it. So the significance of this is perhaps that the dam is beginning to break for the restitution of cultural artefacts stolen in imperial times, held ever since in British museums. The move comes at the same time as Arts Council England publishes long-awaited new guidance for museums and galleries on restitution, which it says aims to provide advice and best practice for museums in England. And although the guidance doesn't override the existing legislation, which restricts larger museums from following the Horniman's lead, it does help pile on the pressure that they should follow suit. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. 
Today's episode was written and mixed by Amy Harper. I'd just like to take a moment to tell you about another Tortoise podcast. Last year, as women accused Pornhub of profiting from their abuse, we tracked down its intensely secretive owner. In this week's slow newscast, investigative reporter Alexi Mostris finds out what happened next. To listen, search for the slow newscast wherever you get your podcasts or click on the link in this episode's description. The Sensemaker. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, it's James Harding. I'm Tortoise's editor, and I'm the host of The News Meeting, the podcast where three people debate which story should really lead the news. On the most recent episode, we were joined by the businesswoman and campaigner Gina Miller, who discussed obesity and people dropping out of the workforce. We also discussed Russia's push into northern Ukraine and the feud between Drake and Kendrick Lamar. To listen, search for The News Meeting on Tortoise News wherever you get your podcasts.